Very few people want to become bad leaders, and yet very few people become great leaders. Hey Leader, David Burkus here, organizational psychologist and author of five books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. Yeah, you heard that right, five. If you're a longtime member of the community, you're thinking, doesn't he normally say four? I do, but new book, Best Team Ever, The Surprising Science of High-Performing Teams, out now, link in the description of this video, how to get a copy of that book. And I really hope you do, I know you're gonna absolutely love it. When you start out your career, you're most often an individual contributor, but you probably have aspirations of becoming a leader one day. And if you achieve in those aspirations, one of the things you're gonna find in that first leadership role, or even as you continue to grow in those leadership roles, is that the skills that made you a great individual contributor don't necessarily make you a great leader. As my friend and mentor Marshall Goldsmith is fond of saying, what got you here won't get you there. And so you're gonna need to develop a new set of skills to become that great leader. In this episode, we're gonna outline five ways to become a great leader, five ways to grow your leadership and grow your people as a result. So the first way to become a great leader is to give clear expectations. And this one shouldn't surprise anyone. This is also actually a quality of a great manager as well. Give clear expectations. Your team needs clarity. Your people need clarity. They need to know what they're supposed to work on, how they're supposed to go about it, and they need to know the priorities, where they're supposed to put the majority of their focus, what's next most important, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The challenge is that many leaders feel like just saying something once is enough, that just one clear expectation moment is enough for people to remember. And okay, maybe in an ideal world, that would be true. You tell somebody once, they do it once, et cetera. But the world changes, the environment changes. People, especially if you're in multidisciplinary or cross-functional teams, people's demands for their time change from day to day. And so it's not really give clear expectations, it's give clear expectations all of the time. What systems are you putting in place to make sure that people still feel clear when those changes happen. In fact, some of the time, bad managers, bad leaders can actually make expectations unclear. When new things come in, new projects come in, new changes happen, they can fall prey to the tyranny of the urgent and, and say, okay, this is our focus now. When in reality, it's not, it's not actually that important. And you can't prevent those things from coming at you. In fact, if you're doing a great job, often the reward for doing great work is more work, so you're going to get those new demands. When they come in though, give clear expectations is about making sure the team is clear about where these new things fit into the existing ranks of priorities, where they need to make schedule changes or, or task-focused changes, and, and where they can keep certain priorities at the top. Sometimes new things come in and they are actually urgent. Other times they're not so much, and you provide that clarity. So give clear expectations, but keep expectations clear as well. The second way to become a great leader is to ask for input. You were promoted into a leadership role because you have a certain set of knowledges and a certain set of skills. That doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have all of the answers, but it's so easy to, to feel like you are. It's so easy to sometimes feel like that, that they're coming to me because they have a problem and I'm the one that's supposed to solve it. Sometimes. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're supposed to take it to the team and ask the team for it. Sometimes when you are faced with a dilemma, the best thing you can do is not make a decision, but make a decision to talk it over with the team and ask for their input. Now, you don't have to implement what comes out of that meeting, but you do have to make sure the people on your team feel 
heard. One of the worst types of team leaders you can you can have, maybe you've had this type of person in your career, is somebody who just never gives you space to share your opinion, who's always just giving orders, giving orders, giving orders, or who, when you do speak up, is just telling you why that will never work and why we're going with my idea. So ask for input, but also be careful. Because when you're in one of those meetings where you're discussing it and you're asking people for input, be careful because any suggestions you make, any possible ideas that you spit out can become commands, can become directives really, really quickly. So be very clear when you're asking for input and then be quiet so you can actually hear that input. And only when that's over, should you really share your opinions, your ideas, et cetera. Otherwise, you're gonna run the risk of tainting that input and making people feel micromanaged accidentally. The third way to become a great leader is to share your reasoning. And this is sort of counterintuitive because we just talked about asking for input. But there are times where you have to make a decision, especially when the team is conflicted and there's a myriad of different uh, opinions going around about which path we should take, you're gonna have to make a decision. There's other times where the team couldn't be called fast enough and you're gonna have to make a decision. And there's other times where, where you're just told this is what your team is doing. In any situation where you're telling uh, the team the result of a decision, of a strategy, whatever it is, share your reasoning behind it too. Now, now, why should you do this? One, because it helps people understand that you're not just telling them to do what they need to do for the sake of being a micromanager, but two, it helps your team learn over time how you think and how if they wanna be a leader, how, how they should think. It helps your team members know how they could structure their ideas moving forward because they understand your rationale, your thinking, how, how to kind of pitch that idea to you best. And in fact, the thing you'll find is the more often you share your reasoning, the less often you're gonna to have to make a decision because the more you share your reasoning and the more the team understands how you think and, and how maybe people ab above you in the organizational chart who are helping you think how everybody there thinks, the more they can just act, the more they can know what your intent is. And so you're not gonna have to share your reasoning as often because the team's just gonna get you and how you think and maybe how they should think as well. Like I said, counterintuitive, but the more you share your reasoning, the less decisions you have to make and the more people feel like they're giving their input and that they are truly empowered, even though the end result is the same, the way we got there is a whole lot better. The fourth way to become a great leader is to stay purpose focused. Stay focused on the mission, vision, and values of the organization, and more importantly, how the work that we're doing makes a difference in that. We know this from a myriad of different research, that as important as having an organization that's mission-driven, that's, that's purpose-driven is, people need to feel that on an individual level. It's not enough to just know why the organization does what it does. People need to know specifically who is helped who is served by the work that we're doing and how our work makes a contribution to that larger mission. And if you're not in a senior leadership role, this is actually more important. If you're a middle manager or a frontline manager or even just an aspiring manager but an influential teammate, it's more important for you to be able to translate that higher level mission and vision into specific day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week activities and how they matter. This means when you're sharing metrics and having people update their status, you're, you're reminding people why those metrics matter. This means that you're constantly sharing stories of clients or stakeholders who have been served by the work that we're doing. This can even be as small as making a point to say 
thank you when people go out on a limb for your team and to say thank you to team members when they go above and beyond so that they realize that their work is recognized and they know that you and the team are who's being served by the work that we do. Stay purpose focused so that people know that the work that they do matters and that they feel like they matter. In fact, that's the fifth way to become a great leader and it's quite simply care. Care about your people care about what they want in their career, know what they want in their career, know what they want out of life, and, th and then care enough to help them get those things. Care enough to make sure that they know how important they are to you on a regular basis. Don't assume that they know. Don't assume that because you told them once at the quarterly meeting how important they are to you, that they know that and they feel that on a regular basis. The things you can do to keep the team focused on purpose are great. The things you can do to help remind people that you're focused on them assuming of course you actually are focused on them, the things you do to remind people that you're focused on them are what's gonna make them truly feel taken care of, heard, understood, and like you really are that great leader. And you can't fake caring. There's no hacks here I'd love to share. Hey, here's a simple way to, but it's not. You have to genuinely care. And if you don't genuinely care, I'm not really sure why you wanted to go into that leadership role in the first place. And in fact, that probably makes number five most important and the place to start. Because if you do genuinely care about your people, you're gonna give clear expectations. You're gonna make sure they know what's expected of them and you're gonna make sure that they feel capable of doing what's expected of them. And if you care, you're gonna stay purpose focused. You're gonna remind people why the work that they do matters because you know that's what they need to feel fulfilled from their work. Now the weird thing is when you do care, all of those things will happen, but you'll also understand your people on a level to where you recognize they're gonna grow out of the team one day. And that's okay, because if you care about your people, you care about making sure they have the best career ever, and that means you recognize their time on your team will be temporary. What they will take with them is not only a memory of you as a great leader, but it's a template, it's a model that they can follow when they rise into a leadership role as well. And that's gonna help more than just your team. That, over time, might help the whole world do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.